Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 294. This week, we have a guest filling in for Ken. The 2023 election results, Mansion on the outs, maybe. The censure heard around the Capitol, killing fun. The law starts to catch up with civil asset forfeiture. The hooker corner and pistol braces. I'm Dave Roberts. Filling in for my partner in crime, uh, Ken Pullen, who had a very important assignment. He's swinging the clubs. So, so he, he traveled all week and then, then had a, a golf tournament to go to. So we have a really good friend of mine, uh, a man about town here in Paulding County, uh, pretty well known with Rotary Club. He's a business broker. I, I can't say much for his intelligence or looks, but uh, we've got Doug Shaw. Dougie, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Gee, thanks, Dave. What an introduction, huh? It hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. I feel a little awkward filling in for Ken because, uh, you know, don't tell Matt Lowe, but Ken's the best co-host that's ever been on this show. <laughs> don't tell Matt. Well, Matt knows it. <laughs> Jessica actually listens. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. That's, uh, you've, you've been on my podcast before, and this is a good opportunity uh, to get on here. I listen to you guys every Monday morning when I'm out for a three-mile walk and, and uh, always look forward to you guys being on. Yeah, it's like having two creepy guys following you talking, right? Yeah, and I'm usually yelling at you, on, yeah. you know, when you make errors and stuff and texting you along the way. Yeah, the neighbor's like, here comes a special needs guy. He keeps talking to himself as he walks. <laughs> he's walking through the neighborhood going damn it no stupid 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 dave stupid stupid <laughs> yeah that's it now you, you do business brokering uh and now you do other things around the community uh mm-hmm. you also are helping to represent is it three strands yeah i'm um i'm doing the distribution and sales for uh three strands vineyards um just a little consulting work uh jason and eric are friends of my wife and I's and and um, great little place and just helping him get his new distribution um, avenue set up and he'll be selling his own wines out into the uh, liquor stores and restaurants and that around here um, and I do broker businesses I also do commercial real estate and I really do more commercial real estate than anything else but it goes hand in hand with the business business brokering and and uh, you know it's a fun fun job and a frustrating job. Well, I'm sure the frustrating thing is managing expectations. We have a uh, barbecue restaurant that that eventually went belly up. They they just couldn't keep up with with the. They were running a very old model. They've been around a long time. Yep. They're running an old yep. running an old model. They ran a good business for a long time. They did. But the owner now wants some unbelievable amount of money for for this for this property that. Honestly, it's probably going to be knocked down and turned into a car wash like everything else in Paulding County or Dollar General. Yeah, it was worth, uh, I think I told him it was worth about $1.2 million sitting empty. I think they're asking two point six for it. And every day that a restaurant sits empty, it goes down in value. I mean, you can't get the smells and that. Oh, it's horrible. But, you know, I wish him the best of luck. It's a great location, but it, it's going to sit for a long time. And it's hard to manage those expectations. It really is. You got to be as upfront and honest as possible because otherwise you're going to waste everybody's time, including your own. Yeah, if if you think that you're going to get double what something's worth, I mean, you almost feel like Rick Harrison at a certain point with Pawn Stars, 
where you just how much do you want? I want ten thousand. Well, I'm at five hundred. We're just not going to make a deal. You have a good day. Let's let's part as friends. Yeah, you can't call your friend who's in the uh, empty restaurant selling business to tell him. So, it is what it is, man. You can't you can't make everybody happy, and some people have to learn the hard way. And I've got a friend that's a real estate broker also, and he told me that sometimes it's best to be the second agent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, the, the person who's who's uh, selling them rainbows and and unicorn farts and everything else is gonna is gonna eventually tick them off. And he said this would be no problem at two and a half. Then he's then he's gonna come back and call you and say, well, now realistically, Doug, what do you think it's worth now? Point eight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, know, and we watched. And that's what happens. We watched our friend's business go go down the toilet because yeah. it was two partners that were fifty fifty, which is always a bad idea. Someone always has to be in charge. But 50, they couldn't agree on a price. One person thought it was, it was worth more. And once they closed the doors, it was they lost all value. Yep. And they lost six figures on that. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Not to mention what they put in it. When you come to me for professional advice, please understand I'm going to give you professional advice. Even a day... Look, he may not look professional. Actually, he looks pretty, pretty professional today. I look good. I mean, he actually... He, I won't say good. I mean, he actually has a button down on today. I mean... <laughs> I got a nice dinner coming tonight. We're going to go eat at the Cherokee Chop House. Oh, nice. So, looking date, forward to... Date night? Date night, yeah. I've been out of town all week, so I think she wanted to go have a nice dinner. Well, um, if she wanted a nice dinner, she certainly didn't want you to cook it. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Actually, Doug is, is, a, is, a, is a pit master. I can cook. I can cook a lot of things. I probably cook more than my wife does. She doesn't have time. No, she doesn't. She's a labor and delivery nurse, and she's... So 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 when it's time so when her her it's time to clock out it's not exactly like you just like swipe it down the expect them out this crack and like okay I'm out next one Ouch. in <laughs> it is really hard to believe that this this podcast has lasted 294 episodes <laughs> with you <laughs> a little more yeah well, probably probably close to to uh, uh, to over 200 with me now, you know I met I met uh, Jessica last weekend. Uh, saw that. That's the first time you've ever met her in person. You met yeah. Eric too. I did, I did. Uh, two hundred plus episodes. We spent two hours every week together. You know, an hour recording, and we'd spend an hour going going through stories and all that stuff. And it felt like we knew each other. I mean, obviously, obviously sure. we did. But it was the first time we'd met in person. Even even Connie felt like she she knew her. But we went down to visit little Emmy G, Emerson Grace, mm-hmm. darling baby. Saw the pictures. That baby's long, long fingers, long toes, and what's funny is I'm calling her Emmy G, and, and nobody else is allowed to call her that. I mean, I, I, it's tolerated from me, but she doesn't quite have finger control yet. So I'm calling her Emmy G, and she looks like she's throwing gang signs with these long fingers. <laughs> Statesboro gang signs. Statesboro is actually pretty nice. I mean, it's 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 improved a lot. Oh, there's a lot there with the college. I mean, that's a pretty good sized college. And it's like an island, you know. It's the island in between, you know, uh, Macon and the People's and Republic of Savannah. Yeah, well, I guess kind of Dublin's the island, island, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking about all the protests that have been going on with, with Palestinians and stuff like that. And like, we're going to College Town, we carry an extra magazine and and all that stuff. So we get there at ten o'clock at night and hit a uh, Tex-Mex place, and I look around. And all the dudes are in blue jeans and boots and, and stuff like that. I'm like, we'll be fine. 
Yeah, <laughs> it is still South Georgia. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be fine. You're not you're not going to see a whole lot of pro Palestinians throwing rocks at at, at, at Georgia Southern. I I don't understand all this. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I can understand a handful of people, but the, the amount of people that are protesting and then just the pure idiocy that's coming out of their mouths, um, I, I just don't get it. I, I have I have no sympathy at all for um, for the quote unquote Palestinians. I just don't. I do for the civilians. I mean, a little bit, but at the same time, you've you've let these people. What, well, live and thrive among you and cheered them on for years. What did well, you think was going to happen? What's the saying? That, that elections have consequences. And they elected Hamas. They did. As the, the Israelis left in 2005, I think, under, under W, under Bush 43. And uh, they've been allowed self-rule. And what do you get with it? Terrorists. Yes. <clears throat> So, but most of these kids don't, most of the college kids protesting have no idea what they're talking about. No, they, they don't. Have, they and have no historical perspective. Just the, the geopolitical historical perspective. No, Israel did not steal Palestine. It was a British a colony. There was no Palestine. There never has been Palestine. It's been a hodgepodge of, of tribes and and, and, and little villages and stuff, and it's there's, never been. There's no such thing as Afghanistan either. No. We call it Afghanistan. Afghans, until they get here, really don't consider themselves Afghans. I'm of this tribe, I'm of that tribe. Uh, they're, they're more closely related to those across the border in Pakistan because uh, they'll have family tribes and they, they war with each other, intermarry. It's, it's very, very feudal in, in the way that if you could think about feudal lords only being a couple miles apart, having their own kingdoms and, and the inner, inner politics. is Game of Thrones, but much more brutal. <laughs> and, and more incest. <laughs> Goat sex, whatever. <laughs> yeah, at least Game of Thrones is only dragons, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess you were tracking the 2023 election results last week. A little bit, yeah. Uh, outside of, I think it was uh, Long Island, where uh, I think they got a, a straight sweep on their on their council members. The Republicans got shellacked. They did the the even some of the issues that came up. Not even just the straight elections, where we watched. You and I were discussing it earlier. We watched um, states that are, have been pretty solidly. Red states were really kind of voting in the more blue and purple issues, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it was because it was kind of an off year, you know, it's between the big elections, or or if it's the you know the abortion issue is driving out more liberals to the elections. Uh, but man, it was I didn't see this coming. Well, Ohio especially, which is which is your home. Yeah, I've been been here 30 years in Georgia, but yeah, Ohio's where I'm from and still have a lot of family and friends up there. And uh, they like very soundly voted in, um, uh, they voted in abortion up until fetal viability. And they also voted in recreational marijuana, which for the most part, I could care less. I think most people that know me know I'm a I'm a republicanarian, and um, I, I very much lean to libertarian tendencies. And whatever, if you want to get high, as long as you're not driving or bothering me, I don't care. 
Yeah. Now look, <clears throat> I do not want to sit next to you at a bar if you're doing coke, so I have to listen to you know, hey, 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 man, hey, man, hey, man. Hey, I got the screenplay, man. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Let me tell you about. It. You know what? Tomorrow we're gonna buy a boat. <laughs> no, you aren't. You just <laughs> snorted it. Exactly. I like to say that about Stevie Nicks. I'd love to have just a portion of what she put up her nose. But you know, it's it's interesting to me. Now, Ohio has never been hardcore Republican. I mean, you had John Kasich, uh, which was. Why does everybody always have to bring that guy up? He's 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 Ohio's version of Mitt Romney. He was horrible, and I still know people that would vote for him. And the guy was horrible. He was a horrible governor. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there there are people today that that would uh, uh, that would vote for uh, 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 our previous Speaker of the House in Georgia, uh, David. Uh, I can't even think, think who his name is now. Oh, from uh, out here in Paulding County. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there, there, there are people who would, who would dig up dead people and vote for them. Well, you know, on the Democrat side, that's mostly dead people voting. But uh, I, I don't know. I think it was there was a a bigger fire in the belly for those who want to pr- protect abortion than it was for people who didn't. Uh, when I say fire in the belly, I mean a lot of people on the conservative side think they already won with the Supreme Court. It's done. We won. It's over. And really didn't pay attention to it. Plus, most reasonable people, you're gonna have you're gonna have the extremists. You're gonna have you're gonna have the Westboro Baptist Church people and the extremists and, and all that. But most people that are in the middle, that's that's not gonna get them. That's not gonna get them to the polls. No, and and I think it's never gonna get me to the polls one way or the other. I don't love it. But at the same time, I also understand it's a very personal and very divisive issue that we're never, ever, ever going to win by throwing it out there. And uh, so I think Roe versus Wade was was garbage legislation or garbage decision, not legislation, a garbage decision based on some pretty flawed theories. But um, I also think that as the states start to hash it out amongst themselves and, and make their own decisions, that you're going to have some pretty drastic things in each direction, but that's that's but that's what we as conservatives said we wanted. No, and we, we got it. We, we you got to be careful sometimes what you want. Yeah, we wanted to be a, a tenth amendment issue, kick it back to the states. If New York wants to wants to allow abortion until a minute before before contractions start, it's evil, but it's on them. Well, my hope is that in Georgia we don't have to even deal with this issue again. That that would be my preference. And you know, there's there's a lot of flack on the on the heartbeat bill, and I've said before, the biggest thing I like about it is it's a definitive line that any MD can make: heartbeat, no heartbeat. Well, just, just like just like you, it's how we decide if someone's dead. Well, now that it's out of the way in Ohio, um, you know, short of it being on a national level, you know, it's on a state level now. Now that it's out of the way in Ohio. Does that keep some of the liberal voters home next go round? I think I think it clears the clears the road because there's there's a, look we we're we're pretty much we pretty much agree all of us across the board Trump is going to be the nominee. Ugh, it's so painful. Even if even if it's from a jail cell, he's going to be the nominee unless he says something stupid. He said something stupid every day for the last two decades. Yeah, well, unless he says something stupid about about abortion, like 
banning it nationally or something like that, it'll 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 keep it'll keep the Karens home. Yeah, I I think so anyway. Speaking of going home, Joe Manchin has decided not to seek re-election. I I'm not totally surprised by this. I've kind of anticipated it was coming. Um, I I think this could be bad for the Democrats. It could be good for the Republicans. And I I mean I don't think there's any question that the next senator from the state of West Virginia will be a Republican. Oh, it's it's heavily red. Let me give you a quote. After months of deliberation and long conversations with my family, I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. I have made one of the toughest decisions of my life, really, and decided that I will not be running for re-election for the United States Senate. Now, that's just, that's the toughest decision you've, you've ever made, to retire from a job that will pay you for the rest of your life. I don't think this guy cares about that money. Have you seen his boat? His, I call it a boat, his yacht. This guy's got all the money he ever needs. I don't... I know, it's it's power. It is. And it's, it's also, he had a, he had a, he got to get his ego massaged every time there's a, a piece of legislation that came down that was middle of the road, is he'd have both sides stroking his ego. Well, my thing is, is what he said now is that both parties have come under the domination of the extremes and he wants to find a better way. And if if you haven't read it, I encourage anybody listening to read it. He did a um, he did an editorial, an opinion piece uh, in uh, the Wall Street Journal that explained why he wasn't running again. And um, now I question, what's the next step? Does he go meet up with Robert Kennedy and become a running mate? Does he try to run a third party? Does he become a VP candidate? I mean, is this somebody that Trump could get to run as a VP candidate? I thought about that. I, I think what, they're, what the going theory is right now is that he's going to run on the no labels. Or does he not run at all? Does he just go do what he says he's going to do and go out and, and, and work on on uh, issues that he feels that both sides more, you know, and I do think that the majority of the people in this country are much more center, you know, center left, center right, but they're, they're fewer people are extreme on either side. I think the majority is more toward the middle, but does he really go out and work on issues that are more toward the middle or does he go out and try to run as a VP candidate or run as an independent candidate or a third party candidate? Well, what I appreciate about Manchin was he was a rock when it came to, to the second amendment. Oh, without question, and he had to be. I mean, West Virginia, for God's sake. Right. I mean, but he was—he was a rock. He was he, there was there was nothing getting by him, and that's that's why even during the uh, uh, the the election, the the twenty twenty election, and everything else, it was gun legislation. And like they're not getting it past Cinema uh, and Mansion. You've got to have sixty votes to get it through the Senate. Is and you just lost two of the Democrats. They're yeah. down to forty-eight. Well, I definitely think the Republicans pick up the seat here. I don't. I think that the ninety-nine percent is they get this seat. They would have to do something pretty stupid. And look, we all know that they are very capable of that. That they are. That they are. They they uh, probably have been shooting themselves in the foot for a decade. They just they just can't now look Trump losing the 2018 election doesn't shock me 
That happens to every president. They lose the, the, the midterm. It happened to Clinton. It happened to Bush. Uh, it happened to Obama. That very, very, very slightly happened to Biden. Very slightly happened to Biden. That red wave was, was, uh, was kind of a fizzle. But it was, we also have to deal with managing expectations. There weren't that many seats up for grabs in, in uh, 22. There just weren't. No. It's, you know, you're talking about people that are in, in solid, solid, solid districts. Uh, so there, especially with the Senate, there just, weren't, there just weren't that many seats up for grabs that were, that were in play. So, I, you know, good for Joe Manchin. You know, God bless him. He's, as far as, he's an old school Southern Democrat. Don't mess with my guns. Yes, we want to help the poor. Don't mess with my coal miners. Yeah, and unfortunately, the coal miners are turning into the poor. So Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, Rashida Tlaib, she finally got her wrist slapped. I wish they'd have slapped something else. Now, first of all, we talked about this, I think it was last week, with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene putting forth the, uh, the censure uh, on, on Tlaib. And, and what Ken and I both pointed out was the fact that she called in, in, in the October 6th, or whatever, whatever her protest was, an insurrection, like January 6th. Well, you can't say January 6th is not an insurrection to say this was. No, you can't. But you know how I feel about January 6th. One, even the FBI said this was not an insurrection. Two, with 400 million guns in this country, you'll know when it's an insurrection. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah trust, trust me. Uh, uh, carrying a podium through through the uh, through the vestibule is not exactly a uh, an insurrection. Yeah, it, this woman. I do not understand one how she got elected. I don't understand how she stays elected. But then go back to what we just talked about. There's enough people in this country who don't like this country, which just blows my mind. You hate this country. Leave that will keep electing these people that obviously I just, I just can't, I just don't understand it. Um, you know, how does she stay there? Will she stay there longer? I don't know, but what does the center actually do? Nothing. Exactly. It doesn't strip her of any of her voting rights. It doesn't send her packing. Uh, now could it cost her money within, within her, uh, caucus? Possible. Possible. She, she could lose some, some of the, some of that, uh, uh, DNC money on her on her reelection. Uh, she not that she hasn't she hasn't introduced a single piece of legislation that I can think of that that passed. But no one no one will sign on to her legislation because nobody wants to be associated with it. No, she has cooties. Nobody wants to touch her. Well, I mean AOC or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, AOC or Ilian Ilian Omar or whatever her and her her husband brother or whatever. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Cory Bush. Was giving a uh, an emotional thing about Cora, oh she the she Missouri Where's something she from? yeah something like that she's a nut she's a miserable 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 piece of work she really is I mean I, I've got better things to describe Corey Bush and Rashida Tlaib but look if if she wants to say that bombing civilians is wrong the Israelis are the first ones to say you're right it's not Islamophobic the fact is if you're if you're Muslim born in Israel you're Israeli. You're just a Muslim Israeli, you know. It, it, they they serve in the IDF just like everybody else. It's it's not it's not Muslim versus Jew. This not not from their standpoint. It is Hamas 
versus Israel, and it's two entities, and they're try- and Israel does its best to get civilians out of the way. Now they've got the little thumpers in that when they're getting ready to drop a bomb ten minutes beforehand, it gives mm-hmm. a concussion, and basically that's your your that's your cue, your cue, get the hell out. But uh, you like know, you what, like you don't have to tell me twice. You know, what it's I will say this about the censure is that twenty two Democrats voted for it. And several Republicans, four Republicans voted against it, including Thomas Massey. Massey, who said on the, on the last resolution, the reason he opposed it was was that wording, still voted against it. I, I give up. It's like we mentioned Massey every week. Massey, uh, MTG... Uh, and, of course, you can't get a week without at least mentioning Trump, right? No, but I will say this, and, and again, you know me. I, I refuse to vote for Marjorie. She's our, our congresswoman, unfortunately, but it's not with my vote she, she isn't. But she has really toned it down this go-around, and uh, I hope it stays that way. Well, yeah, until she's on the floor calling Bobert uh, uh, a little bee. Or yelling at Massey, and and there's she's going to isolate herself to where when she has good ideas, and she has a couple good ideas out there, they're going to be dead on arrival because people don't want to deal with her. Well, there are rumblings. There are rumblings that she's going to run for Senate. Good luck. Yeah, I don't think she can pull this. Ooh, Eric's yeah, going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. That's, now, anybody who's listened to my podcast knows that uh, we we don't censor. <laughs> so, but she can't pull the stuff she's been pulling. Well, they're, they're they've on been, a state level. They've been saying uh, uh, the s word on like Fox News. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not exactly uh, 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 it's it's not it's not like dropping an f bomb on the show, which I've done on your show. No, I think you've done it on this one, but Eric's really good at cutting it out. So speaking of Trump, we have Trump derangement syndrome is alive and well with DAs, attorneys general, and one judge. Oh, that judge is an idiot. Slamming his hands on the desk, telling uh, Trump's attorney to get a hold of, of, of his or her client. Now, first of all, the attorney that goes out and gives the briefing after every day, yes. smoking hot. I mean, that's to keep your attention. Yeah. Oh, she's got it. She, she's got it. I, now, of course, Trump has a smoke, smoking hot uh, uh, <laughs> lawyer. Of course he does. It's like Gaddafi and his, and his uh, bodyguards <laughs> oh, yeah. were all like eight, nines, and tens, his personal bodyguards. Reminds me, reminds me of uh, uh, coming to America with his with personal <laughs> bathers. The bathers, usually. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> but. But yeah, uh, Arthur Engron is is the is the judge. Just lost it during Trump's testimony. Now keep on. There is no jury, so grandstanding doesn't help. Why not just let him finish his damn thought? Well, and this doesn't give the appearance of a fair and partial. Of course not. You know, it, it's this guy, and then you know, Letitia, Letitia James. Um, She's uh, she, she's dressed to the nines and, uh, <laughs> as you put it, acting like a rock star. Oh, yeah. She's front row. So she goes from being a Dorning fan. Like, all she's missing is a Zippo out yelling, free bird! <laughs> you know, she's in front row smiling. She's eating it up. And then the minute the gavel hits, 
security is pushing people out of the way so she can get first to the cameras and tell and tell everybody this is what happened and I she, she ran solely on going after Trump she's the attorney damn general now much I will say to her credit our attorney general doesn't do a damn thing no, but yeah. sometimes that's not always a bad thing. No, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but he couldn't identify a courthouse. if, if Like one of those CAPTCHA things, to figure mm-hmm. out if you're a robot, identify the courthouse, be like, next, please. <laughs> Reset. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones are bicycles? Okay, I can do that one. Bicycles. But, but yeah, you've got these folks up in New York. The the lawsuit is, is absurd because... And they asked for essentially a summary judgment just to go ahead and throw everything out uh, with prejudice. There's no victim. There's nobody claiming they were defrauded. None. There's no bank standing up saying, hey, we're the victim. There's, there's no victim. So she's suing on behalf of New York taxpayers who didn't lose a dime on it. So I don't even understand how she has standing or how the state has standing to even, to even sue them because... He didn't. If he broke a law, you go after him criminally. So, if they find him guilty, what what could be the punishment? A fine of a couple billion dollars or something. Which they'll appeal and appeal and appeal. Right. Well, the go the going theory is this is a won't say coordinated, but loosely associated push from the Democrats to deplete him of any ready cash. To give him to put, give him a war on so many fronts, he can't possibly afford to fight it and run for president. And then you've got uh, the Egoron or whatever his damn name is, putting putting a gag order on him for a civil case that has no jury. So is the judge saying he's so weak minded that if Trump goes on the news and does an interview, that he'll be swayed? He's he's he's. I can't believe Trump didn't go for a jury trial. That's unbelievable to me that he would go for a bench trial on this thing. Other than maybe they were looking for that summary judgment or they were looking for a reason to appeal. But this guy, this guy's out of his damn mind. Meanwhile, in Georgia, lawyers are leaving Fannie Willis's office in droves. Well, they're tired of all Trump all the time. It's not that. She is bipolar at least she comes in with different targets every day yelling at people praise you one second as much as trump does this stuff yell at you one second praise you the next second tell you what a good job you're doing then you're not doing enough uh they, she has a huge backlog of cases we have people dying in in the jail in fulton county because they can't get a court date for months on a on a charge that even if they were convicted they only spend a couple days Hey, but don't worry. She's going to get that big bad orange, man. That's that's all she she's a hundred percent consumed with it, uh, to the point where honestly, the a lot of the a lot of the attorneys don't feel safe because they don't have security. Uh, the investigator, oh, and yeah, I, it, Fulton County's always been a launching pad for attorneys to go into much bigger and better things. There's been some very famous attorneys that have come out of Fulton County that were assistants, and uh, yeah, Roy Barnes. Well, a lot. I mean, you know, Manny Aurora, who's a pretty, pretty famous. Uh, you know, he, he deals with sports stars and things like that. I think he was Pac-Man Jones' attorney. Um, you know, uh, 
I think Nancy Grace came out of Fulton County. Um, you know, so it's always been kind of a you know a, a big a big department, and it, that's led to bigger and better things for people who want to go there and cut their teeth. I mean, I think one of our very own judges out here in Paulding County came out. In fact, he knew Fonny pretty well, and uh, he's a judge here in Paulding County and has been for quite some time. Well, yeah, and look, a lot of people come out of Fulton County, but Fanny Willis is, she demands to be called Madam. Like Dick Donovan was himself. <laughs> so you'll hear someone come down the hall, Madam needs this, Madam needs that. Uh, uh, Madam has told me that she needs you to work on this. Yeah, you can demand for me to call you whatever you want. Well, she sort of is, is a madam because she's trying to get everybody to screw somebody. This is true. I mean, all I can think is Della Reese from uh, from uh, from uh, uh, um, uh, oh, what the, the Eddie Murphy movie was. Oh, uh, Harlem Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Oh, I'm going to shoot your pinky toe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're throwing <laughs> trash cans now. But, but at least that madam had had, uh, had value. You know, the crazy thing is, is she might have actually had a case here that could have went somewhere if they'd have been more uh, expeditious about it. If, if she'd been concise. Yeah. Instead of throwing this this wide net where you've got lawyers that are that are pleading out, which, okay, they have to they have to testify. Well, they can't. Well, and the abuse of the uh, the abuse of Rico too, and that's going to get. I think that's going to catch up in Georgia real quick. I, I think so. The, I think the, the it's Rico, coming to an end. Yeah, the Rico statute is, is out of control. But yeah, so that's that's a uh, uh, oh man. I, I don't even know the the Trump derangement syndrome is. I, I look. I'm not a super Trumper, but I don't have the 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 this fiery passion one way or another for him. I'm not, I'm not going to go on a hill and die for him. Oh, I also man. am not going to like, you know, elect sleepy Joe just to keep, keep him out of office. I mean, no. I, his policies were fine. They, they helped my bank account. They were great. Uh, if he, if he could marry those with, I don't know, shutting his mouth every once in a while. You remember when we were being told that he was going to get us into world war three and ruin our economy. <laughs> As we sit on the cusp of World War III and a recession, right? So the kill switch is alive and well. All right. Speaking of Thomas Massey, there was an amendment to, to defund what we're calling what's being called the kill switch, and what this is is a mandate for the DOT and I think the EPA by the end of 2026 to have regulations for car manufacturers to have kill switches uh, to monitor driving. There's actually a proposal to monitor the air within the vehicle to see if there's alcohol uh that's that's now what if you're the dd like you're driving four drunk friends home and all of a sudden the car shuts down on you anybody who's bought a vehicle in the last two or three years every car is connected from the base models up and they're already watching your eyes and your movements and whether your head sags i've got a base model f-150 it tells me that it's probably time for me to pull over and rest, that I'm getting tired. If I've been driving for an hour and a half, two hours, and it senses your, that your face is sagging or looking down, and it's coming. It's coming as, as these cars become not vehicles, but they become computers with wheels, and uh, it's coming. Well, nothing annoys the hell out of me, like trying to wait for my truck to boot up. <laughs> now, my, my battery, I've got a 2019 
went bad last year. They're good for three years now. Three years. Yeah. There's so many computers running at them that, but yeah, if, if I'm talking on the phone, it's it feels, feels like forever. It's a good 10 second gap where it's trying to grab the phone or if my truck's running at the, like at, at a gas station and I'm talking on the phone, walk up to the truck, all of a sudden I'm talking to nobody and they're, and they're screaming inside the cab and, and nobody's there. But funny story, I was, I was, I was telling Dougie before, before the show is we've got a good friend of ours. He's uh, Indonesian, does very well for himself. He has a $150,000 Mercedes he's driving. He says, my truck is racist or my car is racist. I said, why is that, Ricky? He goes, it keeps asking me, are you tired? Pull over. Are you tired? He goes, I'm not tired. I'm Asian. It has a camera that looks at your face the whole time, and he thinks it thinks that he's going to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he just pulls up to wherever we're at. Just my car's racist. Just slams the door. I'm like Ricky, it's a hundred fifty thousand dollars Mercedes. I don't think they care what race buys it as long as they have the hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars. The only color they're seeing there is green. And, and look, hundred fifty thousand dollars when he first when he bought that car seemed like a lot. Now it gets you a base model Ford. I, yeah, I it used to get you a house. I am looking at, at buying a new truck in, in next month for tax purposes, and you say buying a house. They are the base models are getting very near to the price of my first house. Well, our, our friend Buzz had his truck stolen at the airport, so he bought it before inflation got crazy, and had it stro- stolen after. He's like, it went up thirty thousand dollars in 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 price, and then the insur- or the, uh, uh, the the interest tripled. Because I can't afford to buy the same truck I had, even with the insurance payment. That's right. But how many of us got into wrecks over COVID when all the things, all you the cars did. were going through? Oh, I did, and I made money. I mean, somebody else hit me, and they paid me to take my truck. I mean, it, they paid me more than what I had paid for it four years earlier. Well, to get back on, on the kill switch, the Massey Amendment failed uh, thanks to seven, or 19 Republican dissenters. Who? They're listed on there. It's it was not Margie, but Debbie Dingle of uh, of uh, not not Debbie Dooley, De- Debbie Dingle of Michigan. She inherited that seat from her father. Yep. A Dingle has has been in that seat since my wife was a kid in Michigan, and Dingle was her congressman. That's how long a dingle has been in that seat. And she's up there almost crying about the poor people that are getting killed in DUI crashes. Like, um, none of that has stopped. I would think that somebody who is a rep from Michigan, of all places, would be a little friendlier to the automotive uh, industry than that. Because well, you know they don't want to do this. Well, there's they probably charge more for it. Yeah, they're going to charge more for it, but this just invites that much more regulation. And, and then there's a secondary market it could be to to delete those things. Once you once you get out of warranty, delete it. Because look, what if what if you had to swerve to miss to miss a a, a dog in the road, and then then you pull over to make a phone call? Like, oh, this guy's driving erratically. Shut your car down. Say, hey, boss, I can't come to work. Why? The car thinks I'm drunk. Are you? I don't think so. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I mean, I've been drinking since this morning, but oh, good God, bad idea. Everything government touches just turns to crap. Uh, so, thread have maybe have been pulled to end civil asset forfeiture. So, we have a case in Indiana where a boy got pulled over with I don't know a pocket full of weed or something, 
and a couple thousand dollars on it. I think it. I had like forty five hundred bucks in the car or something. Yeah, so, something something minimal. And I think the amount of marijuana was consistent with with personal consumption. So they take it. Why you take three four thousand dollars? I don't know. Uh, so they take it. And it is now gone to the Indiana Supreme Court that says he must get his day in court in front of a jury. And the state must make its case of why this money belongs to them. And this is great. And I love the jury part of it because now you're going to have to have your peers, other people who otherwise would have not even paid attention to this stuff, find out that even they can be driving down the road with $4,500 in the car and get it taken for essentially no reason at all. Well, and you're in the gun business. Uh, and when you deal with machine guns and ammo, all that's done in cash. Always. It's, you, you, don't, you don't run a credit card for uh, a, a machine gun. You just don't. That's just not the way it's no, done. No, most people aren't going to buy a credit card or a machine gun with a credit card. These guys have money. These are investments. And they're either going to write a check or hand you cash. Yeah. What's, what's an average machine gun? It's between 20 and 60, 70, yeah, 80,000. Yeah, for a transferable, collectible machine gun made before 1986, <laughs> yeah, I would say you started at about 20 grand. And that's, that's for a piece of crap. Yeah, that's for like... A really, yeah, an open bolt, basic, yeah. And, Low and, end, yeah. yeah. You talk you talk about some of these other ones that, you know, that are really collector's items. It's not unusual for yeah. them to hit 100,000 of them. Yeah, 1920s uh, Tommy gun. Yeah. Uh, and, they sell for about 50 grand right now, yeah. They're fun to shoot, but they're slow. Yeah, all of it's fun to shoot, but at the end of the day, they're so impractical and expensive to keep running. But um, yeah, but, no, so, but, but but they're investments. But, but again, you travel with a good good from time to time. Yeah, so so do I. Because when I do large commercial jobs, we scrap that out. Sure, and we get scrap doesn't pay you in check; they pay you in cash. It's like an ATM. Yes. Yeah. So, and when when I talk about scrap on a on a commercial job. I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars a day and, coming out of it. And to be clear, this guy had weed in the car, and that's what they use as the excuse to take $4,500. But if you've got $10,000 or more on you in cash, it can be taken for no reason at all other than you had $10,000 or more on you. And the only way you're getting it back is to prove that it was yours to start with. So unless you got a receipt from the ATM where you took it out of there, you're done. They can keep the money. Yeah, I once flew out of South Florida with a gun and uh, twelve thousand in cash, and this was this was from a commercial job. We we, we were scrapping out a, a grocery store, so it was legitimate. But and, and the pistol had been my grandfather's, and and my uncle gave it to me. Uh, so, but yes, I, I I went through the West Palm Airport with uh, twelve thousand in my pocket. I think twelve thousand in my brother's pocket and a uh, Dan uh, 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 Dan Wilson forty five. Very nice, point man major. Uh, Ed Wilson. Ed Wilson, yep. uh, uh, point man major. Uh, beautiful, beautiful pistol. But yeah, so I'm standing there, and a bunch of New Yorkers behind me yelling because I'm in the special ch- uh, check-in lane. What makes him so special? And I finally turned around, I have a gun. <laughs> the gate agent just busted out <laughs> laughing just to shut the New Yorkers up. Sorry, New Yorkers. But anyway, but yeah, in, and look, when I travel with cash, it's legitimate. If I fly to Vegas... I don't have. I don't use a marker. I'll fly out there with several thousand dollars in my pocket. But I know we have people at the Hartsfield Airport that are looking for cash, particularly Atlanta to LAX. Oh uh, no, it's become a, it's become an industry within law enforcement. Absolutely, to look for the cash. 
Absolutely. Speaking of cash, let's get into the prostitute corner. <laughs> so first we have a high-end brothel ring busted by the feds. When I say high-end, Cambridge, Fairfax, which is right outside of D.C., uh, we're talking about very high-end. Uh, now, some of the prices I saw listed don't seem all that high-end to me. I mean, look, they're, they're talking about like $600 an hour. I'm like, you've never been married. Because trust me, it costs way more than $600 an hour. Well, so just like the Epstein case, we're, we're going to see the client list, right? Exactly. It's going to be right behind the Epstein release. Uh, yeah, we're not going to find out who, who the... Who the Johns are. We're not going to find out who the hookers are. We found out who the uh, who allegedly the the pimps are: uh, Han Lee, James Lee, and Jimmy Young Lee. I assume they're uh, uh, Han forty one, James sixty eight, Jimmy Young thirty. So I assume they're they the theory of relativity uh, applies here. What got him was uh, internet, it's interstate prostitution ring, uh, multiple brothels, Cambridge, Waterton, Massachusetts, as well as Fairfax and Tyson's, Virginia, just outside of D.C. And as I looked at some of the price list on here, because I saw the price list in the story, they had the girlfriend experience, and um, they also had um, a bareback experience. So uh, if, you're, if you're wanting to be safe... <laughs> This probably was wasn't your uh, prostitution ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, first of all, if if you see that she offers that, even if you are going to use protection, wouldn't you just assume go somewhere else that says no services without protection? Yeah, but it's you know, you could have had 120 minutes for 840 dollars. See, that doesn't seem that expensive to me. No, you've been married. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, yeah I, if I, they say the prostitution's illegal, they're lying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because uh, I've been married for 27 years, and I can promise you, every time has been very expensive. Well, I mean, look, the, the $840 is nothing to me. I mean, it's the other half of everything I own. Hey, Dave, this is probably a good time for your... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming up. Yeah, my disclosure. <laughs> Your disclosure. <laughs> but no, I mean, but here's the thing: it's it's it, what it sounds like. These girls were not completely uh, on their own. So this is this is not this is this doesn't sound. This sounds a lot like an immigration scam. Yeah, they have arrested. Um, they have arrested. I think three people, all with the same last name of Lee. Han Lee, who's 41, James Lee, who is 68, and I'm going to completely screw this one up. But Were you not here while I was reading that? No, I didn't. Ah. <laughs> you, you actually said their names. Yes. Huh? <laughs> okay. I, I, I brought a bottle of Blanton's with, with me to, to, to bribe yes. Doug to, 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 do, to do the show. And, and I couldn't just sit here and look at the horsey. I had to open it up. All right, but, so but, he read it. But, yeah, so, I mean, it does certainly seem like it was um, a human trafficking ring and— uh, and if that's the case, you know, I, again, this is the world's oldest profession, but if it's by force, that's not. Right. Any, any labor by force is wrong. Sexual labor by force is particularly heinous. Agreed. 
let's go ahead and get, get this out of the way. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we, we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stores over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. All right, so... This includes Ken. Ken is not on the show. These don't don't go don't go throwing bombs at Ken for for what, for what Dougie and I say here. All right, so we have the UFC fighter that's stepping aside and stepping out of her trunks. This is nuts, man. She said she made more in 24 hours on OnlyFans than she made her entire career in the UFC. Well, me too. Actually, I've made just as much on OnlyFans as I have in UFC. Zero. Exactly. Uh, now she's she's a she's a she's a good-looking girl, and I guess she figured out you know, stop getting punched in the face if you're a pretty girl. Yeah, I don't. The OnlyFans thing, I I do think that it's. Uh, I don't blame people for doing it. I mean, the money that people will pay for the dumbest stuff. Um. You know, my wife's got a my wife's got a, a coworker who um, Asian lady, and she's a nurse. But she decided to start selling um, socks. People are paying for her dirty socks, and some people will call and request that she wears them another day before they send them to her. She sends them to them. Socks, dude. My brother knew a guy back in the eighties who made a killing. Remember the the magazines you used to pick up at the Gentleman's Club? I don't. <laughs> so anyway, and that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> so anyway, in the back there used to be ads, and this was back in the '80s. He sold scented panties. So what he would do is he'd go to a Kmart because it was way before Walmart, which was really around, and buy them by the bulk load and buy cheap perfume and spray them. And charge some exorbitant rate for 1982, whatever it was, like $10 a pair and stick in an envelope and mail them off. And the dude had like three people working for him doing nothing but spraying store-bought women's underwear. And st- <laughs> Men are, are just, women don't buy, like women could love Channing Tatum. They're like, they don't want his sweaty socks. No. I mean. Men are simple creatures, man. I don't know why women have a, such a hard time figuring that out. You know, it's uh, women require roses and wine and a nice dinner. Men require that you show up naked and bring alcohol. Yeah, yeah well, I brought, I, I did half that. You brought alcohol. Yeah, Thank naked God. comes later. I'm leaving. <laughs> after, after after that dinner, you're going to buy me. Yeah, that's not happening either. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's interesting that, like, she, she started off doing PG, but graduated to what she said is X-rated stuff. So what she discovered is no one's going to pay to see you in a bikini. Everybody has seen you in what is essentially a sports bra and, yeah. and, and spandex your entire career. No one's going to pay you to put on a bikini. You know, the story even touched on all these teachers that um, are getting fired for having OnlyFans accounts. And I'd be clear, OnlyFans, you want to see what's going on in an account you have to pay and have a membership and everything else. So it's not like people who are finding this are stumbling onto it. They're looking for it. And they're paying to look for it. Well, there's there's something else that goes with that. There, you can stumble across it. And I'll tell you how. As, you, as you're scrolling through Facebook or any of the other meta things or X or whatever, and you see those 
those those videos people do. Yes, and I've got one that's mandatory fun time. Guy's hilarious. He's he's a, a green gold officer. He was he was enlisted NCO, but he, but he does funny videos that are that are army based. So that's where kind of where I found him. But you see you see this girl and you see, see this girl like in underwear lip syncing some stupid song I've never heard before. And you click on the profile this that it has a link to their OnlyFans. So they're using Facebook videos and TikTok videos as advertisement. So if you if someone just if you're scrolling through and like hey that looks like Mrs. Jones, then click on it. Like, sure is. Me and Mrs. Jones got a thing going on, you know. Only if you pay her ten bucks a month, though. Yeah, but if you know she has, if you know she has, okay, you're in high school, and you just found out that your hot English teacher. And I say that because I had a hot English teacher that married, married a friend of mine like three days after graduation. So you get a hot English teacher, and then you see that she's lip syncing something, and you click on the profile, and it says, "Huh, OnlyFans." You click on that. You're telling me that. That high school junior can't scrape up nine ninety five to see what the hell's going on, especially once he gets all his friends over, like to pitch in a dollar each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, exclusive content's gonna be another fifty bucks. Whatever it is, you guys got you guys got ten bucks each. Well, hell yeah, I do. The problem is, boys and men can't be cool. We find this out with the hot teacher who's sleeping with a high school senior. Just be cool, man. Just shut your mouth. You don't need to go and tell everyone. But yet he does. But yet, or leave chat open when mom finds it. His mom's just so appalled that an adult at 22 would want to have sex with an 18-year-old. Like, n- n- no, like adults at like 45 want to have sex with 18-year-olds too. I mean. <laughs> so we got the next OnlyFans uh, follow-up. So we have the candidate that was hoeing for office. I saw these videos, Dave. I I I I I don't know if you sent it. You sent me. I think the, I did. You probably I sent the link said, to it. Yeah. Um, this would make um, this would make Larry Flint blush. These were pretty graphic. Yeah. The it's still amateur. Um, but it was. It's not so much that the the. I don't know what what's the opposite of voyeurism that you like to be watched. I don't know what what the name of that kink is, but but people there, there's a kink that people like being watched. You know they like doing stuff out and well she succeeded. Well she did, but what really what really screwed her so to speak. One she was begging for money, like telling her husband, "Wait, don't do that yet," and, until until we get enough coins in or whatever yeah. whatever it is. But what really screwed her on this. She she did all this, and you know what? It's within the confines of their marriage. That's what makes them happy. God bless them. Don't care. Uh, good for you, dude. I mean, whatever. She looks she looks very good for forty. Uh, whatever. The fact is, she went out and played victim and said it was a sex crime to expose what she was selling for ten bucks. Not gonna fly. You know, Pam Anderson tried that. We were violated. Well, you works. I saw. I saw Tommy Lee. I mean, you were, but, 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 but no. You you took the video and then you shared it with somebody. And once you do that, it is out of your sphere. That's it. You know. 
they tried to get the uh, sites that were putting it up to take it down, but um, and they actually, I do think the site that they were on, they removed it. But by then, it was in the archives and out. And and uh, she, I mean, she owned it. She never denied it, which she couldn't. But uh, the, to try to pawn it off as, oh, you know, I'm a victim. That's uh, it's not going to fly. And guess what? The voters didn't buy it either. Look, had she stood up, and I'm not trying to give Democrats advice here, but had she stood up. It said, "Damn right, damn right." That's us. That's that's me and my husband. Uh, we we do this within the confines of our own marriage. We don't involve anybody else. Uh, uh, it's something that that we enjoyed uh, uh, filming ourselves and decided, hey, why not make a couple bucks? It's the American way. If she had said that, even even conservatives would be like, well, I mean, it's within the confines of their marriage. I mean, it's it's up to them. I mean. Has she has she framed it like that? But no, she wanted to go out and play victim, and go crawl up on the cross and say they're persecuting me. Well, now she's got plenty of time to do this because she's not going to be in office. She's not going to be in office, but she is still a PA, right? I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't think she lost her certification. I mean, uh, we're hurting for healthcare workers, <laughs> so I mean, she 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 can make the is video it, on her break. As a matter of fact. That doctor says that he has got a full schedule for the next two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're hurting so bad for medical professionals. I got a rash. I need you to look at it. <laughs> She's packed up. Oh man! So real quick, you are a gun guy. Pistol braces are back. Yeah, I'm. Um, I saw this was going to happen. It had to happen. Um, I, I think for those we, who we, don't know. Um, Pistol braces were um, were an invention in conjunction with Sig Sauer, uh, the the firearms manufacturer. The original intent was this was to take a pistol, um, mostly the AR pistols, AK pistols, and make it so that a disabled vet or somebody who had a partial missing limb or whatever could actually still shoot the handgun and, and stabilize the gun. Um, and uh, and the ATF approved these. They sent out letters that said, "Yes, this 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 is fine. You can make these. There's not an issue with it as long as you don't shoulder the thing to make it a rifle." Well, then eventually the ATF, even as as they started being made by the millions, and people started putting them on their pistols to somewhat get around the short barrel rifle laws that are stupid anyway. Um, they. Um, even had said as long as you're is it's put together like it should be as we've approved you could even shoulder these things that to stabilize the gun well and it has never been a rifle no it's always been a pistol now that that, that's that's important for those who don't build ars when you buy a the the only serialized number on an ar-15 is the lower receiver yes not the mechanics in it the piece of aluminum that's it that's the low that that's that's the gun so as long as that serial number has never been associated with a rifle, it can be a pistol. Correct. Sorry, Doug. I, you, you tend to, you, with gun stuff, especially guys who are in the industry, tend to talk in, in like uh, cliff notes, like yes. fly, flying past stuff, like <laughs> assuming that, that people, people know. So regardless, the ATF has made this okay to do. Many companies just start making these. All the gun manufacturers start selling them already on the guns, all because the ATF said this is perfectly fine to do. 
Then one day, the ATF decides they're bad and you can no longer do it legally. And so what millions of people had bought legally all of a sudden made them a felon if they didn't take it off, throw it away, or register their firearm as a short-barreled rifle. And this is a problem. It basically led millions of gun owners to be criminals overnight through no doing of their own. Well, and the thing is, the original, this goes back to the be cool thing. You know, this goes back to be cool. We all knew that they were stocks. Yes. We all knew this. We all, especially the blade brace. The thing is adjustable. It has no arm strap. It's a stock. But we all knew it. But damn Kyle has to get out there on on YouTube and go, Hey, man, this is supposed to be a brace, but look this. You can pull it right up to your shoulder. It's an SBR. You ain't got to pay the $200 tax stamp. Shut up. Even some manufacturers, firearms manufacturers, in their advertisements showed people shouldering a pistol brace. But it's just... it's. Still does not change the fact that the ATF says this is legal, which they're not allowed to really do anyhow is make these laws. And that's what this what that's what this whole um, you know stay has meant um, is that they've went way beyond what they're allowed to do. They're they're trying to legislate when they're not. Well, with with the letters they gave, it's not they say it's legal or not legal, is we do not view this as making it a short barrel rifle. Now I have an SBR. It is it's registered. It's uh, a 300 blackout. It's threaded for my registered 30 30 caliber can. Uh, so so I never got into the pistol brace thing. Uh, if I want an SBR, I just paid the 200 bucks and, and waited for it. Uh, I'm more upset about the slide fire. How does this not not come into the, not slide into the slide fire? argument where letters were issued companies were founded slide fire was founded with hundreds of employees with the express purpose of making this singular product but just like the pistol brace the slide fire has quietly become legal again quietly yes because why same deal the courts decided that the ATF had overstepped their bounds. Not just that is the slide. The same thing that you see with a slide fire, you can accomplish with a belt loop. Correct. Well, skinny people can. I can't. I can't reach around <laughs> both sides of my gut, as anybody can see from the pictures that that, that we took the other day at Jessica's house. Well, uh, I think I think the judge was correct on this. I think the judge was absolutely correct on this. Look, it's it's just like let's go back to the to the Roe v. Wade thing. The judge is not making them legal. He's saying if you want to make them illegal, you have to go through legislation, not through the executive branch. And I think we're starting to see these these judges start to reel in the executive branch. And and, and it needs to be because it's not just a, between you and me. It's, it's ATF because we're, we're gun guys. But I'm also involved with EPA with, with what I do for a living. And yep. uh, EPA just comes out... On a, on a whim and says, hey, guess what? The SEER rating has changed. It's going from, from it, SEER to SEER 2, and we're going to upgrade it. So any homeowner that needs to needs to change their HVAC system 
now has to spend 20% more. And that's not really their, their option. Well, I think this is going to come around to um, with the Supreme Court here soon in the, uh, the Chevron hearing. Um, you know, there. When will that be? Have they given an indication when the? I have no idea. Issue their, issue their judgment on that, but I think when that EPA, you know, that EPA case comes back from the Supreme Court um, on the Chevron doctrine, I, I think it's going to directly affect the ATF and other other alphabet agencies that have overstepped their bounds. Well, it goes back to Congress who should have never given these alphabet agencies the authority. But Congress is so dysfunctional that they'd rather pass a law once and go, okay, here's an agency, you handle it so we don't have to do anything. Because there's nothing a congressperson hates more than going on the friggin' record. All right, you kind of came up with the mule this week as we're running long. I did. Um, the mule of the week for me has been the mule of the decade for me is Hillary Clinton. Two decades, three decades, yeah. three decades. Oh, my God. When is this woman just going to go away? Um, she, Hillary was being interviewed, and she was warning about the dangers of a second Trump presidency. And she said she thinks it would be the end of the country as we know it, and she doesn't say that lightly. She was on The View, so we should probably... T- take that into consideration too she was amongst friends nothing is light on the view Um, they had to reinforce the stage but she said that um, and I'll just quote her and you could see it in countries where well Hitler was duly elected right well in fact he was not no but why why let facts get in the way of a good episode of the view and um, so all of a sudden somebody of those tendencies those (laughs) dictatorial authoritative tendencies would be like okay we're going to shut this down we're going to throw these people in jail and they didn't usually telegraph that she is saying that trump intends and he is saying it and we should take him at his word that he's going to throw people in jail who disagree with him shut down legitimate press outlets and do what he can do to literally undermine the rule of law in our country's values and end democracy as we know it um so look Anytime somebody pulls out the Trump card and then throws it in with the Hitler card, I step back and, and say, you're, you're, one, you're being disingenuous. Two, um, you're not really paying attention to what you're saying. Godwin's Law. Have at it. The, the longer an argument goes online, it is exponentially more, uh, more likely that Hitler will, will, be, <laughs> will be brought up. That's right. I've got I've got a friend who uh, uh, he's now he's now a, a defense attorney, uh, super good guy. I know him from the Outdoors Trader, but he got a ban. He happens to be Jewish. He got a ban because he was joking and said somebody was literally worse than Hitler. And he was joking, and he got himself a thirty day ban for it. And he's like, "I'm Jewish." I was making a joke. Again, don't let the facts get in the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is a guy who's not a defense attorney. All right. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts for us? Oh, I do want to thank Matt Mason uh, from Matt Mason uh, uh, 
Farm Bureau. Farm. Farmers Insurance. Farmers Stallion Insurance. Come in here and stab you. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. We, we actually do stuff with with Farm Bureau, not insurance. We do uh, first responders yeah. stuff. Farm Bureau, but yeah, Farmers Insurance. Matt's a really good guy. Uh, he he let us use his office here. That you get a little bit of echo, but actually got uh, Doug Doug and me to sit across from each other and actually have a conversation instead of doing it on the phone, which we only live two minutes apart, which is kind of kind of silly to do. Plus, he's keeps checking his watch because he's got a hot date tonight. Nah, I'm checking my watch because I want to see if I've bored these people for more than than sixty minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're but, over. Yeah, so, I want to thank Ken uh, for not coming to work today and uh, <laughs> <laughs> giving me a chance to finally get on your uh, on your podcast. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to say, hey, uh, if if you were even the slightest bit entertained by uh, what when I tried to be foul. Um, to stop by my podcast if you get a chance and, uh, and, 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 and take a listen. Whiskey After Work. Yes, Whiskey After Work. And it's a, a, a whiskey, liquor, and business podcast and a little more, little more loose than, uh, than, than let me tell you why you're wrong. But, um, wow. Yeah. It, it, it is somewhat <laughs> looser. Uh, but, but you, you do a pretty good job of what Jeske used to call landing the plane. Yes. Like, like we were, we were getting off, uh, uh your partner and I were getting, getting off, Melissa and I were getting off on a tangent and you're finally like, and, and I'm just offending her left and right. Right. Like, like I'm like, she's a little feminist and I'm offending her left and right. And you're like, so Dave, tell me about your charity work with Shepherd's yeah, I Rest. Always end, I always end <laughs> with the good, right? I always end with, uh, with what you do in the community and what charities you, uh, that you put together. And after just offending this poor woman for an hour, then she found out that you're a huge advocate of Shepherd's Rest and it's a, and a board member yeah, <laughs> that uh, does everything you can to help uh, battered women and uh, women who are disadvantaged by the idiots that they've ran into. It was like just jaw hitting. Yeah, just it, like, yeah oh, she couldn't believe like what this, was coming this, this, out of my mouth. This fat redneck who's been saying the most outlandish <laughs> stuff for an hour. It actually does good work. Uh, I just want to say goodbye and good luck to Ron Washington and Eric Young Sr., I hate to see him go, but I'm happy for him. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. The defense is going to suffer. Look, here's a quick anecdote about Ron Washington. <clears throat> he was uh, he was standing around. I say standing around. He had just gotten done warming guys up, and a bat boy from the from the he was on the road. Bat boy from the other team comes over and says, "Mr. Washington, could you t- could you show me some of those drills that you go through with with the with the uh, with the pros?" Because you know I'm 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 an infielder for my high school blah blah blah, and and Wash goes you got your glove, yes sir he goes go get it, and then spent thirty minutes with this kid this teenager yeah who, he brought some of the players in to work with him yeah too. it just, was awesome and just and just worked with this kid and look being a bad boy's got to be an amazing experience as it is just just to interact with these guys but then to have a pro like Ron Washington who. Short list, best defensive, especially infield defensive coach ever in baseball. And to have him spending his personal time that he could be back back in the dugout getting a Gatorade and, and getting ready for all that stuff to to sit there and work with this kid. He's just one of the good guys in uh, in baseball, and we're definitely going to miss him. Yeah, and the and, Angels are lucky to have him. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, EY, EY Sr. also. Yep. Gonna miss them, but I wish them both the best of luck until the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's be an issue. <laughs>
Yeah, at least he didn't go to Houston, right? The playoffs. <laughs> or, or hell, Milwaukee was was looking for a manager also. Yeah, that that would have been bad having naturally that close. That that have been rough. So big thank you to Doug Shaw for for stepping in. Big thank you to Matt Mason and his agency for for housing us. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Very